Hi, this is Dr. Darwin, the new dentist coach, with another episode of Ask Dr. Darwin on the New Dentist Coach Show, where we bring you questions, tips, all about being a new dentist, whether it be a, a new dentist that's looking to get into dental school, that's in dental school, or that's looking to get into residency. And even uh, we have questions and answers and topics about life after residency and after graduation. But first, be sure that you subscribe to my YouTube channel, Dr. Darwin Speaks, as I will be posting weekly episodes and weekly videos. You guys don't, I don't want you guys to miss those. Some really great tips that can that can help you both here, now, and also in the future. Okay. Um, so to, today we're going to continue in our uh, re uh, dental residency tips uh, series. And today we're joined with uh, a pediatric dentist. Uh, resident who's in training right now. And uh, she's going to share with us some tips on how she has been able to survive the first year of <laughs> pediatric dentistry residency. So today we have uh, Dr. Yohaira uh, uh, Chardon. Chardon, how you doing, Doc? I'm very, very good. Hayes, thank you for having me. Thank you for having this amazing tips that you weekly keep um, providing for residents, especially when there's so little information sometimes out there regarding uh, what to spend after dental school. That's right. That's right. So uh, go ahead and introduce yourself for everybody who doesn't know you. Well, um, my name is Yohaira Chardon. I was born and raised in the Dominican Republic. I moved to New York about nine years ago, and uh, I was already a dentist back home uh, when I moved to the to New York. I then started my process of getting my BBS in the United States, and it's been quite a ride. It's been. Uh, long process i then went to nyu completed an advanced placement program three years at nyu i got my dds at nyu and uh, i only applied to one gpr when i finished since i was living in new york and i only applied to bronx lebanon it was a bold decision i guess i took all i put all my eggs in one basket but i don't regret it is there one place i have been since i finished dental school that's right that's right and and where are you currently training now? Bronx Lebanon. <laughs> I haven't left. You just you just I love the Bronx. You can't get can't get enough of the boogie I got down there in Bronx. 2015 and currently expecting to leave in 2019. That's right. So so tell us a little bit about why you picked pediatric dentistry. Well, it was actually something. I didn't know while I was in dental school. I did have the chance while in dental school to participate in a community service in which I spend uh, one day a week in a foster care agency. And I work one-to-one -one with a pediatric dentist at that time. But even then I had no idea I was gonna apply to PETO. Uh, the moment I realized I wanted to do PETO was, and I appreciate the fact that I did a GPR because that's what realized helped me realize what my true passion was. And I was in the, GPI at Bronx Lebanon in my first year, my first of many years, and uh, I was not seeing children then. Like I was, I had rotations in pedo, but mostly of my work was in uh, adult patients. And when I stopped doing 
the uh, the providing care for children is when I realized like oh I miss this this is actually what I would prefer to do and DPR gave me the chance to realize that prior to engaging like going into private practice of any of that it was like really eye-opening like I miss doing this now that I'm not doing it now that I have nothing against adults nothing but it was an eye-opening having the chance to rotate if call and passion Right, right. So, so it sounds like you know you you realized after dental school, after even becoming a dentist, that you had an interest in pediatric dentistry. Is that correct? That's true. That's okay. true. I wish I would have realized it sooner, but actually, no regrets. It was very good. I got to actually do comprehensive dentistry industry at all levels. I was exposed to many things in Bronx, Lebanon, right. including the pediatric clinic. And and it was a good experience to realize for sure this is what I what I want to do. Good, good, good. So um, I want to ask you a little bit about what you remember about your application process when you were first were applying to a residency for pedo, uh, like, like the number of programs, your interviews, Anything that you remember that kind of stood out that you could give uh, uh, advice for people who are applying to PEDO now? Well, definitely, I would say that the fact that I did a GPR did change a lot of stuff. Uh, the fact that I had a GPR under my belt by the time I was applying uh, helped me apply to a few pediatric programs that actually require a GPR. Area New York that require you to do a DPI. I, I got that choice. Um, also, um, the fact that I did a GPI definitely, I would say, I can be sure that it gave me more experience and it made me a better candidate out there for applications. I selected my program since I was already had a hospital experience and call experience. I selected programs kind of all similar, like hospital based. I nothing against academic uh, university programs, but I see the kind of experience you get in hospital, the hands-on, the um, since more like reality based, the amount of patients I see in hospitals. So pretty much I limit my uh, choices to similar programs where I will get the same kind of exposure. Also, I, I reduce my uh, program space geographically and I could see myself leaving and I did say that I applied to one program a little bit out of my comfort zone and I can say thank God my chairman at Bronx Lebanon kind of gave me so insight and he was like no you shouldn't go there <laughs> so that helped me a little I always was surrounded by people uh, around uh, you Dr. Ubu Dr. Um, Dr. Gates people around um, Dr. a reduced number of programs I applied to less than 10 programs I know that's in the low side for a lot of people uh, but I felt comfortable with my choices. I didn't want just applying all over for places that might not be a good fit for me, given my background of being in hospital. And I wanted to keep developing those um, skills that I have got in Bronx Lebanon. Um, also, one of the things is um, for applications uh, budget. 
how much you're willing to spend. Like, mm -hmm. but applications can be very costly. Not that something that should prevent you from applying nowhere, but you should um, definitely, when you think you're gonna apply to specialty, start saving. And filling out applications can be very costly. In my process, I would say I applied to seven programs. Uh, I guess I had a 50-50 um, response for invitations for the uh, interview. Uh, it's a little sad to get a, oh, I'm sorry, better luck next time, but can't complain. I got, a, I would say, a decent response of interviews. And um, of course, I interviewed at Bronx Lebanon, um, interviewed a uh, few other places here in New York and uh, two places outside New York. Um, so they see, and um, this every interview was different. Right. I can say for sure, like some places, uh, we have socials uh, that were due before, like you will have to travel the night before to participate in the social. Um, it really worth it to participate in the socials of those programs because it really kind of let you see what type of residents they are, right. um, what type of things that are out there. Like you might not get a chance the day of your interview because of time but definitely the application process i would say start as early as you can i get a little procrastination i shouldn't say this but no definitely the sooner you can apply the sooner you can plan yourself for and budget yourself better definitely but i guess deep inside the one thing I'm very grateful for my application process, I ended up being in the right place I needed to be, definitely. That's right. That's right. So good. Thanks for sharing that. So uh, to, a two-part question. What what has been the hardest part of this first year of pediatric residency for you? What, what's, what's been okay, the hardest part? So as part? I said, I did a GPR. So the fact that I did a GPR, uh, when you first come out, out of dental school, you're still under somebody else, like, you know, arm, somebody's still guiding you, somebody's telling you what to do. GPR is like a whole world of, now you made the decisions, you're the provider, you're the doctor, uh, attendants are there just to guide you. And when you're GPR, you get very comfortable to being kind of your own boss. And because right, right. uh, that's what the GPR is for, is to, so you can, uh, start developing those skills of provider of a dental provider. And when I my first year, I would say I thought I knew dentistry, like for sure that it was like, oh, you know, I'm gonna go just to do behavior management. But actually, primary dentistry can be very challenging. So the fact that I thought I knew dentistry one way, and then I come to another one when I taught different rules, different treatment planning. It was like all of a sudden I felt like, oh my God, I don't know nothing anymore. <laughs> Whatever I knew is now, now, it doesn't apply. So I went back to a lot of uh, lectures, a lot of um, constant learning, different point of views, different um, guidelines. And I can say that was a bit shocking. It was a bit like, wait a minute, you don't know all as you might thought just because I had two years GPR, not one. I had two years GPR. <laughs> so it was a bit shocking transitioning to now having different uh, approach for everything and uh, it limited my it helped me see that this 
actually a lot to learn when you go into specialty. You just not go there to get the degree. It's a lot of, it's more into it, but I'm very grateful for this first year. Now that it's ending, I can definitely see that all the struggle, like I have to wake up so much earlier for sedations, um, OR time, much OR time that needed, um, anesthesia rotation, all the stuff. Now that I'm towards the end of first year, I, I can realize how much I have learned. Yeah. And it was tough. It was long process. There was time that I was like, why I'm doing <laughs> this? Why I'm going into more years of training? But now that I see myself teaching other residents that are interested in PO, that it has been worth it. I have truly, truly learned a lot this past year. So definitely transitioning into being kind of more on your own in GPR to transitioning into actual student again was like the hardest part of the right, first year. But right. it is totally good. So the second part of that question is what have you liked best about this first year as a as a pedo resident? So I guess I kind of included that in my first part is being the amount of knowledge I have gained regarding sedations, uh, actually getting to treat kids. Um, kids are awesome, regardless if they cried or not. At least I found it awesome to treat them. Um, so getting to work with the kids every day, seeing them when they're scared coming to your chair, and then all of a sudden they're so happy, like, oh my God, it didn't hurt, didn't that? Like you were able to manage their visit and they can leave happy in a positive note it's definitely one of the most um that my best part of my day while doing pediatric dentistry but i can say the fact that i now have skills to do moderate sedation being in the or room and understanding even what the anesthesiologist is doing knowledge i would say the best part of knowledge yeah, gaining knowledge that i did awesome that's great that's great so uh, now that this first year is almost over, knowing what you know now, what what would you do differently if you were starting this pediatric dentistry route all over again, going into your first day, your first week, your first month of residency? What 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 would you do differently, if if anything? I would say, I would say it's hard to answer. Because in a way, all this long path had me ended up here. But I would um, try to find a mentor in the area that you're interested early on. Okay. I wish that while in dental school, I have joined any any kind of society. I was very active with something that he helped out with my application process as well. But I wish that earlier in my dental career, I would have uh, joined. Uh, any honors, any society that work as a group and actually stick to the group and try to get involved in what they do. Okay. Because it really opens like a, a big network of people that can really uh, guide you later on. Right. I wish I replied somebody in pediatric dentistry as soon as I realized I wanted to apply that I could, uh, another pediatric dentistry that I could have like, uh, have questions, get some guidance right. um i mean i was lucky to have a whole staff of attendants at Bronx Lebanon willing to help me but definitely i should i looking back i will look for somebody to actually a mentor in the area 
and stick to it and show more interest. Right. Like, okay. But I'm grateful for all the choices I have made that have led me to this. Absolutely. I bet you are. Um, so another part, another question is, um, and you might have touched about it, you know, on things that you would, would have done differently starting out this pediatric dentistry year. What what advice? What advice would you give people that are out there, whether they be dental students getting ready to apply to pedo, or people that have been working and they've made the decision that they want to specialize in pediatric dentistry, um, or even those that are getting ready to start in July, right? Getting ready to start in July. Uh, the, the pedo residency. What what advice would you give those people? So I guess so for people applying, like get your paperwork ready asap. ASAP. Like the application um, starts around May. Get your start filing your paperwork even in January. You have no idea how you think you can complete something one day, <laughs> and definitely life change. So. Paper work ready, the first thing, get it done as soon as you can. Okay. And as I previously said, budget yourself. I have heard about people that were applying with me that they had to delay their application process because they hadn't the, put the funds together. Mm. Yeah. So maybe less brunch and put that money aside for application because it is it is costly. I right. mean, but it's the best investment you can do for yourself. Right. So. So no 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 Starbucks yeah, lattes, no shoes, no no no, uh, no treating, no popping bottles, up. none of that kind of stuff. You got to save your money for the application. Those, those add ups actually. <laughs> those add ups. Those lattes. Okay. Yeah, you need money for your applications because it's not only application fee. You have to pay for your uh, plane tickets if you're going to interview outside where you are. That's right. Also, you have to pay hotels, whatever you're going. So it's not just pay for the application. There's right. other things. And you don't want to get in debt while you're applying extra debt. That's right. Um, the other thing, and that's for those applying, for those in dental school, definitely join any honors groups. Try to do as much outreach as you can because those things are very important when you go to interviews and other places or oh, you have participated i went to mexico when i was in nyu i used to go to the mexican um, embassy to do screenings when i was in nyu like once a week wow. i did my foster care so being involved with a lot of uh, outreach really um help i could see when my interviewers is something that it called their attention and it's something that for pediatric dentistry they, they like to see that you're involved with kids from the beginning in preventive, not just one day, oh, I want to do this. Uh, I mean, I didn't know for any on this I wanted to do, but I was very involved in outreach regardless, and right. that helped me. Uh, for those about to start July 1st, be humble. Be humble. Mm. Uh, you finish dental school, that doesn't mean that we know it all. Read a lot. There's a great a literature available from um, the AAPD. Those that guideline book is like the Bible for pediatric dentistry. Um, I have tried to commit myself to read um, at least one page a day when I come uh, back home, because even if you think you know general dentistry, there's a lot, a lot of things that you really don't realize that are important when it comes to pediatric dentistry. So, best of luck for those starting residency right now. Is um, 
great as a ride. It's a long ride, but you won't regret it for right. sure. Right. And those applying, um, get out there, get a, get involved. Um, I'm available for questions. If anybody have questions regarding what the process, it may be in a right. one-to-one people are more, you know, have all their questions regarding the process and they can contact me through my email. Um, my first name, let me see if it's kind of hard, Johaira, that would be, uh, if they have any questions, um, I don't know, maybe we can put a little sentence in the Yeah, party. we'll include it. We'll, we'll, we'll include uh, uh, something it's there so fun. that people can get in contact with you. Uh, Johaira Chardon at, what is it, Yahoo? No, no, Johaira at Gmail. I was the only one with oh, that name. That's it's right. It's my first name. That's right. First name. So Johaira, Johaira at gmail.com. Gmail. So and actually, I have Johaira at Hotmail, and I had Johaira at Yahoo. So I own them all. <laughs> you are the original and the official Johaira, okay? I'm the original. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. But definitely, that's the thing. Uh, I mean, by the time I'm done with residencies, it would be the equivalent to four years of dental school. So it's quite interesting because first year GPR, second year GPR, all at the same place. That's right. Um, it actually has been quite interesting. I seen we I have seen even the programs and the hospital evolve for the better. Right. And uh, it has been very nice to be part of the transition and the whole process of I'm part of Bronx 7 or now. I'm part of the inventory, I can That's say. That's right. You're part of the inventory, the walls, the ceiling, the chairs, everything. <laughs> everything. We're, and we're probably going to have to name a wing, name that pediatric <laughs> wing after you after a while. <laughs> well, Dr. Dr. Chardon. You said that, uh-huh. part of the staff. Go ahead, go ahead. Part of the staff always joke that I'm going to ortho next. Like, oh, Chardon, after you're done with Pedro, you're coming to ortho. And I'm like, no, guys, I'm done. I'm done. Hey, it has no happened. Training. It has happened before. That is a uh, a common track for for a lot of the uh, pediatric dentists to go into ortho after after pedo training. But you said no, not yet. Uh-uh, I can't do it. No, 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 <laughs> not this. No, 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 not no. this, Johara. Not at all. Interviewing an ortho That's right. That's right. Well, hey, Dr. Chadon, thank you so much for your time. I know you're busy with having to go to the OR and reading uh, evidence-based literature and, and documents out of that Bible, that pediatric Bible that you have, you guys have. But I, I really yeah, appreciate you. Out of uh, my Bible. I really you. appreciate you sharing those pearls and bits of advice. Uh, for those that are interested in pediatric dentistry. And you guys out there, if you have other interests or other topics that you want to hear about, just shoot me an email right here at newdentistcoach at gmail.com, newdentistcoach at gmail.com. And we'll, you ask the questions and we get those, those questions answered for you. Dr. Chardon, thank you so much again and safe travels. And we'll see you soon, okay? Okay. See you soon. Thank All you right. for having me, Dr. Hickey. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye. Have a good night. Oh, thank you.